So we can see in these readings today that the Christian life is one that is countercultural. In our second reading, for example, St. Paul says to Timothy that the Lord called us to a holy life. And we also are called to a holy life. Not just St. Paul and Timothy, not just the other canonized saints, but all of us. But what does this mean that we're called to a holy life? What does the word holy even mean for us? Does it mean that we spend all of our time in prayer? Does it mean that we spend, a lot, spend our, our lives in some kind of a boring way without any kind of excitement? What does it mean to be holy? Of course, prayer is good. It should be a very important part of every day of our lives. And all of us are unique individuals, so we're all called to live this life of holiness in a unique way with our own talents and gifts. In holiness of life, we live life to the fullest with these talents and gifts, which are a gift from God himself, the way that he intended for us. So how do we answer then God's call to live life to the fullest? Holiness of life also means that we are set apart to be God's own, to be his instruments in the world, to belong to him. In our first reading from the book of Genesis, we hear that Abram went as the Lord directed him, so this shows he has both faith and obedience. Once again, these two things are both countercultural. In faith, it means we keep God in the mix. But our culture says, rely on yourself. Take care of number one. Then in obedience, we trust that God knows best what is good for me, for my lasting joy, for my fulfillment, for my own happiness. But the culture says, do what feels good at the time. Then in our gospel, the Father speaks to the apostles from the cloud, saying, listen to him. So that seems like a simple enough command. But when we notice and unpack it, it is also countercultural. Listening to him means that we have a degree of humility, and that's not easy. Humility begins with us saying, there is a God and it's not me. What might he have in store for me? And listening to someone else means that we pipe down and put ourselves aside, at least momentarily. So living to the fullest, as God intends, also known as the holy life, is going to be countercultural. And of course, we need God's help to get through the hard times. And that's why he brought his apostles to the transfiguration that we hear about in today's gospel. He wants to show his apostles some of that anticipated glory that will come after the resurrection. The apostles were going to see some pretty ugly and gruesome stuff in the next few days. They're going to see their, their own Lord, their leader, their teacher, tortured and crucified and killed. Their faith would be tested. So they're going to need something to get them through it. They're going to need a glimpse of his glory. It was part of their preparation to, to endure the passion. They saw something that showed them the happiness of paradise. They saw something that showed them the point of it all. Jesus shows his three closest apostles a glimpse of who he really is. And then there's more good news for us. The Lord Jesus was speaking with Moses and Elijah. 
If a faithful Hebrew who is familiar with the Hebrew scriptures would read that gospel or hear proclaimed, that person might say, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense to me because both of these guys were banished from the Holy Land. There's something big happening here. Both of these men had to stay outside the promised land because of their sinful pride. Now they are in the promised land conversing with the Lord Jesus. So he invites us in the season of Lent to return to him, to return from our sinful pride and join with him in the everlasting promised land. He invites us to repent. And it's good news for us because we're not banished forever. The Lord invites us back to join him. Even if it seemed like Moses and Elijah were banished forever, we see in this gospel that the Lord Jesus even heals that wound from the ancient past. And St. Paul says to Timothy, bear your share of the hardship for the gospel. Once again, a countercultural message. But it comes with a consoling conclusion. He continues by saying, with the strength that comes from God. So God gives us what we need. He doesn't leave us orphans. He doesn't leave us by ourselves to figure it out alone. We also notice today he is a God of action. Notice when Peter wants to build three tents, the voice from the cloud interrupts him. Peter wants to stay. And that's good because our ultimate goal is to rest in that joy of the Lord, to stay with him. But Peter and the apostles, they have a planet to convert. They must move on, and we also must move on. We also take up their work. We have a planet to convert. We have a world to evangelize. And some people may be tempted to stay here and camp out in church and listen to my eloquence for hours on end. But we can't do that. We have to leave from these four walls, go out to the world such sorely in need of the good news of the gospel. We have to move on. Many more need to know Christ. That's the job of every one of us by our own baptism. We are missionaries by virtue of our baptism. And last I heard, only about one-fifth of the world is Christian. So there's the other four-fifths that need to hear the gospel. And this might sound daunting, but there is once again more good news. We notice that none of our heroes in today's readings is a lone ranger and has to do it all by themselves. We notice that the Lord is there to help each step of the way. We see once again he is the God of action. We hear that the Lord directed Abraham and showed him the, the, the new land. We hear that God sustained Timothy with the strength of his grace. We hear that Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a mountain. So we have five powerful action verbs right there. Directed, showed, sustained, took, and led. Yes, it is time that we ourselves are directed, showed, sustained, taken and led by our Lord Jesus. This is the one way to fulfillment. Will it be un uncomfortable at times as we follow Christ? Yes. Will we get noticed for being countercultural? Probably. Will the Lord give us the tools that we need to answer his call? Absolutely. He will equip us and be our companion every step of our journey. And sometimes the Christian life will seem like an uphill climb. And we hear about climbing mountains in today's readings. 
But I'm betting that the Lord wants us to focus also on that inward ascent, climbing the spiritual mountain, especially in the season of Lent when we notice it the most, searching for those higher things with Him that are most important. We enter into these sacred mysteries of the Eucharist where the Lord offers us Himself, His very life, that abundance of grace, His supernatural strength, so we are faithful as we climb our own mountains. We are faithful as He calls us to be one with Him in this life and striving for eternal communion with Him in the next.